everyone, I'm Odilia and welcome to our very first episode of our Poly Unwrapped podcast series. Wow, that, that was really a mouthful. Thank you so much for tuning in to our episode today. This is the first time we are producing such a podcast and we're so excited to get this show started. So before I start talking about what this podcast is about, what to expect, I can give an introduction about myself so that all of you can get to know me a little better since you'll be hearing my voice quite a lot in the episodes to come. I'm Odilia and I graduated from Nian Polytechnic this year. So yes, I graduated into a pandemic and we didn't have a graduation ceremony. So I mean, who would ever expect, right? I didn't enter poly thinking that I would graduate this way, but it is what it is. I did... Chinese Media and Communications in Poly, and currently I'm an undergraduate student at the National University of Singapore. I had very fond memories of the three years in Poly. I truly and thoroughly enjoyed myself. Um, it was a very fun and fulfilling experience in Poly for me. But I also acknowledge that throughout these fun times, exciting times, I also had my fair share of struggles in Poly. And although I did have some seniors and friends that I could talk to, there were some things that were quite personal that I didn't feel like sharing or other things that I didn't want to share because I was afraid that I would get judged after I shared some of my concerns or some of my struggles with them. Eventually, I I still managed to pull through three years and I graduated on time. But if only there was an outlet for me to find out more information or to hear from seniors, maybe I'll be better equipped to face the challenges and the struggles that come along poly life. And this is exactly what our podcast is about. As the name Poly Unwrapped suggests, we plan to unwrap poly for you, literally. So in our podcast series, we will be talking about the life of a polytechnic student in Singapore. So from academics, CCA, student life, relationships, friendships, even life planning and discovering yourself. All of these are topics that we will be covering in the episodes to come. And we hope that it will be able to help you as you journey through the three years in polytechnic. At the same time, we don't want this podcast to be a one-directional thing where it's just me talking and all of you listening to me blabber on. But we hope that there's this interaction where you and I can get to interact and get to know each other more. Which is why we set up this Google form where all of you can write in to us. You can post a question to us. Maybe you are going through some struggles and you need some advice from seniors. Or you have some very exciting and fun stories that you want to share with all of us feel free to write into this Google form and submit it to us and we will be answering your questions at the end of each episode or sharing some of the stories that you have submitted. You can submit your questions or your stories to this link at bit.ly slash polyunwrapped. So it's bit.ly slash polyunwrapped. So this link is also found in the podcast description on our website and on Spotify. So you can click on this link and write into us. And we look forward to hearing from all of you. For each Poly Unwrapped episode, we will be having guests with us so that you know you, you wouldn't be just hearing my voice, but also to provide multiple perspectives to a topic that we will be talking about. So there will be guests invited, and these guests are poly seniors or poly alumni. So they have experienced exactly what all of you are going through now. So we understand because we have been in your shoes and we have walked the same path. 
For today, our first episode, we will be talking about GPA, grade point average, which I think for all poly students, all of you will know this is our grading system and the the, the score that you graduate with eventually. I believe all of us want to get this 4.0 GPA, like full marks, right? Who wouldn't want to score well? Who wouldn't want to get full marks and graduate with flying colours? But we know that the reality isn't like that. A lot of the times, we try our best, we work hard, but we still... You know, we can't get the full marks. And perhaps you may be in this situation now that you are, you have been working very hard, but your scores just stagnated there and, and this, you feel that there's no way to improve. So this episode is for you because we will be talking about how to get that 4.0 GPA and we'll be providing some tips and discussing about different ways to tackle our academics so that we will be able to score as high as possible. With me today, we have our first and very special guest, Jiala. Hello, my name is Jiala. I was from uh, Nian Poly. I studied environmental and water technology. Uh, that's about two years ago. Mm. Yeah. Right now, I am uh, in university, studying in UK, in the University of Bath, uh, and I'm studying civil engineering. Yep, so Tiala is actually back in Singapore due to the pandemic and we ought to really thank him because today is the second day of Tiala's holiday but when I approached him to ask him if he was down to do this podcast, he agreed immediately. So thank you so much Tiala, we're so glad to have you with us. So how do you feel like being the first guest of our Poly Unwrapped podcast? Uh, I feel uh, very honoured. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, uh, yeah, it's the first time I've ever been on a podcast so it's a uh, very new experience for myself too yeah great i hope you will enjoy yourself and today will be a fun time of sharing for all of us in today's episode we will be looking at how to get that 4.0 gpa so Tiala, if you don't mind could you share with all of us what was your gpa when you graduated when i graduated from poly uh, i got a gpa of 3.98 wow 3.98 that's close to a 4.0 we really got the right guess on our show huh so all of you listen up okay the tips and tricks that Tiala will be sharing will be really helpful and insightful so Tiala, since you got such a high gpa score right what were some of your motivations to work hard or were you just smart naturally no uh, not smart <laughs> la. what really motivated me was that first 4.0 that i got for my first sem i after getting that, I realized that actually it's very, very possible to get a good grade, uh, especially in, in my course uh, where it's very engineering based. So uh, there, there, is, there is a right answer and there's a wrong answer. <laughs> yeah. So I also was very motivated by my best friend who, who in fact is, I, and I still believe to this day that he's, he's definitely smarter than me. <laughs> he, he got for that first semester, he got five ADs and one A+. Plus. So in Nian Poly, AD means that uh, it's uh, A with distinction. And in our course, it means that you actually top the class. Yeah. So he he motivated me. And and also at the same time for Nian Poly, we have uh, monetary awards for mm-hmm. distinct, uh, for A with distinctions. So uh, if you do top your court for that module, you will get $50 per AD. Yes. Yeah. So it's a 
Very good motivation, I would say. Monetary incentives. <laughs> Actually, Tiala, yeah, I agree with you. One of the motivations for me to continue working hard was also to maintain my year one SEM 1 grades. So although I wasn't like you, I didn't get 4.0, but I think if I didn't remember wrongly, I topped my whole class and my diploma as well. So I wanted to continue doing well. At the same time, another motivation of mine was to enter local university. So when I entered poly, I knew that eventually I wanted to enter university. So I really worked hard because I didn't want to end up in a state where I didn't have the freedom to choose the major that I wanted to do. I wanted to make sure that I could pursue my dreams and things that I was interested in, which was why during poly, I worked very hard because in Singapore, it's tougher for polytechnic students to enter university. But I think with that being said, motivation can drive us to work hard, to be disciplined. But we know that in reality, it isn't always this case. Yeah. There are so many roadblocks in the way to the 4.0 GPA path. So Jiala, what about some of the roadblocks that you experienced? I think my, for myself, the in especially in poly, when, we, when I first came to poly, I always thought that um, CCA is a very important part of my poly life. So I went on to join multiple CCAs. I had uh, two CCAs. One was uh, ODEC. And another one was LSCT Society, which is my faculty's uh, student union. Mm. And um, that took up a lot of my time. Uh, I think at a certain point of time, uh, somewhere where I was transiting from year one to year two, uh, I, I decided to drop one of that. I, I decided to uh, yeah, quit ODEC so that I can uh, be able to manage my time and also... It was also because I was uh, entering into the exco committee of the society. Mm-hmm. I think other commitments that I also had uh, as, uh, alongside with uh, school was like family commitments and also mm-hmm. church. Yeah. Yeah, for the CCA part, I have many friends and polymates who are actively involved in CCA and that's a great thing because you have something else aside from your studies. But at the same time, many of them, their studies suffer because they are unable to cope with so many commitments and so many things on their plate. Because CCAs and all these other activities, they are very time-consuming and they take out a lot of your energy. So at the end of the day, when you go back home, you are so drained and tired already. It's very difficult to spend time to revise or to get your assignments done. And some of my friends, because they're so busy, they're not getting enough sleep. And then in the next day, when they go to class, they're unable to pay attention. They're sleeping in class. So it's a whole vicious cycle. For me personally, one of my roadblocks would be distractions. So sometimes after I reach home after a long day of school, or maybe I'm done with part of my assignment, I will be like, okay, let's reward myself. So I will watch like a video, but somehow one video leads to another. And before I know it, two hours is gone. And that's how, you know, time is wasted. Whereas for some of my friends, something that they struggle with is gaps in understanding. So some of them, they have difficulty understanding the content, but I think that's not a big issue because they can just clarify with lecturers, with their friends and get it all sorted out. But I think one thing that is causing um, maybe some friends to be losing marks would be gaps in understanding the assignment descriptor or understanding what the question is asking for. A lot of the times when the assignment is given to me or given to us, the requirements are packed into a single sentence. And sometimes if you don't unpack it properly or thoroughly unpack it, you will miss out certain things that the question is asking for. And I think that's how a lot of my friends lose their marks. It's not that they don't know how to do or they don't know how to answer, but because they're not spending enough time to unpack the question and they're not answering all that the question is asking for or all the question requires. So I think it's really a pity and it's very important to not just work hard, but also to work smart. 
And Jala, for your case, do you have a lot more exams, individual assignments as compared to projects? Mostly would be individual and uh, majority of how we are graded is all based on exams at the mm-hmm. end of the semester. Projects-wise, we do have a bit, but uh, it's not as heavy as the exams. For me, I'm the opposite of you, Jiala. I have a lot more projects as compared to exams, and usually these projects, they have quite high weightage in the overall grading. And you know, sometimes if you don't get a good group, <laughs> it's very difficult to score a good grade, uh, let's yeah. be honest. So for me, in the case where I get a not-so-ideal grouping, usually what I will do is that I will choose to tank most of the project. So I will volunteer to be in charge of the content portion so that at least I can manage it and I, I can make sure that work is done well. And then I will usually delegate and assign not so major roles to my other group mates so that they are also able to complete it and be a part of the project without compromising the overall quality of the project. So in any way possible, I try to still do my best and carry my group so that hopefully our overall project grade wouldn't turn out too badly. And so far, I think it has been quite okay uh, when I think back on the times where I had not so ideal groupings and I use this strategy at the end of the day I didn't do too bad yeah this episode is brought to you by Polyparcel Polyparcel is a project run by a group of poly alumni to help poly students navigate their three years in poly while finding meaning in it check us out on Instagram at polyparcelsg to find out more so Tiala, we have just discussed about some of our motivations and roadblocks in getting this 4.0 GPA. So do you have any tips or tricks for us that will make it slightly easier to achieve good results? Hmm. Uh, I think one of the principles I live by so-called in poly and, uh, and also uh, could apply to university uh, would be that uh, every, every module is important. Mm. Yeah, so... I know of how some of my friends who would uh, look at the credit unit and base their effort by by putting quote-unquote less effort for those uh, units that are not so important. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I personally believe that every every module is important and you try, you try your best to squeeze all the marks that you can get from every single unit. Yeah. Uh, another tip that I would give is to never skip class. Um, I think that uh, when you go to class, you you are able to interact with your lecturer, and also you never know when your lecturer might give you hints for the exams. Yeah, so it's good and it's important to have this uh motivation to always go to class and always uh to always pay attention in class. Difficult lah, but it's it's important. Yeah, not like go to class not enough. Must make sure you pay attention in class. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I think this next tip is like depending on what type of learner you are. So depending on whether you are audio or visual learner, then you would um, make your notes, your revision notes based on uh, how you how you learn. Yeah. And for myself I'm uh, I, I like to make notes. So when going so the purpose of me going to class is to actually highlight all the important points that I believe that will come out for the exam. And then based on that I I write my notes when I'm revising for exams. So I think the important point is to study smart and it's not necessary for you to study everything, to memorize everything that was covered in class. Mm-hmm. So it's really about uh, identifying what is important and what you think would come out f- for the exam. And then based on that, you 
study for the exam for engineering students especially would be to uh, do the past year exam papers yeah mm-hmm. so uh, it's important to go through the past exam papers to identify like which chapters or like topics of the unit that you are weaker in and then when you encounter problems uh, or you're unable to do the question then it's the opportunity for you to uh, approach your friends and approach your lecturers for consultation mm-hmm. yeah and then through the consultation you'll be able to rectify any problems that you have and also at the same time uh, what i did was to where i met my lecturers i always asked them like hey this question important or not? <laughs> <laughs> and then from that you can get a rough sense like uh, where you allocate your time to which parts of the unit is more important. Yep. Yes, I agree with what Jella has just mentioned. And to add on to the part where he talked about how all modules are important, you know, you shouldn't pick the field that you want to work hard for. I think you also need to work hard strategically. So for some modules, perhaps you're more interested, you're more confident in such areas, such topics, then make sure that you really go for it and work hard and secure all the marks. Because I think not many of us are able to really score for all the modules in poly. It's tough to be all-rounded, to be honest. So for modules that you know that it is your strengths then make sure that you work hard for it so that it can cushion the other mods that you may be weaker in and you may not do as well in and for my course you know I I mentioned just now about how we have a lot more projects as compared to exams right so I prefer projects a lot more than exams because I don't like the idea that for an exam you have to work super hard and then this exam kind of like determines uh, whether you do well or not I prefer consistent hard work so for me when I have projects I really make sure that I try to do as well as possible so that in the event that I don't fare as well during an exam I still have my project grades to save me and it's not like oh that's it you know I, I, I have flung the module and I actually have an unorthodox advice for all of you, but, 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 but please just take this with a pinch of salt, okay? I only use this tip or this way of thinking wherever I'm not doing uh, so well in a module and I want to feel better emotionally, which is for some mods that there are moderation, where your marks will be moderated, you actually don't have to to score like really high to, to, to get a good grade. So for example, you don't have to get like 80 marks to get an A. You just need to make sure that you do better than your peers and then you will be the A student already. <laughs> but like what I mentioned, okay, please, this is just a really unorthodox tip and I do not personally endorse this. Uh, so, you know, it's still very important that you work hard and you put in your best. But let's say if, you mm-hmm. know, you have really tried very hard and you feel that there's still no way for you to score high points, then just make sure that you score better than your peers. And I think at the end of the day, I'm sorry, friends, like I don't have a magic formula for all of you and to be like, okay, do this, do that, and then you will get 4.0. Because the reality is that, no, you just have to work hard for what you want and that includes grades. You just have to work hard if you want that 4.0 GPA. Unless you're really smart, then lucky you. (laughs) But I think at least for me personally, time management was something that um, was very important for me to be able to score well. And Jala, I'm not sure if you have seen this meme online, but basically there's this triangle and then on each point of the triangle, one says good grades, one says social life and the other says enough sleep. <laughs> and the joke is that you can only choose two out of the three. What are your thoughts on this meme? In, in, some, in some ways, it's true that, uh, that, that you have to sacrifice uh, in order to, to, to achieve your goals. Personally, if I, I really had to choose, neither had to choose, 
I, I would give up my social life because they do say that uh, pain is temporary but GPA is forever. This is the first time I'm hearing this. <laughs> Why do I feel that this is like an army code? <laughs> to, to get you through army or something. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, uh, I, I think social life, you can always meet your friends after exams. Ma. So you just chung, chung swa a bit then then later on you meet your friends. So <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, that's for me personally. Uh. Okay, so you have heard from Jiala's perspective. But for me personally, I feel that it is possible to have all three present at the same time. So for social life, uh, I regard it as seeing my friends in school, my CCA mates, and on Sundays I go to church. And I think that's enough for me already. I'm not a social butterfly, so I don't need to be going out every day and my social life can still exist. And then for enough sleep, I think it goes back to time management because right from the start when I know that I have an assignment due or I have a test to study for, I like to pace myself and plan early. So I I don't think there was ever the instance that I had to burn the midnight oil because I was chonging for a submission the next day. And even for the hell week, that submissions period, usually I'm still able to get around five to six hours of sleep because um of my time management and my, my planning beforehand. So I think it's really possible if you you are willing to to plan and to be disciplined. And whereas for good grades, well, I didn't get 3.98 like Jiala did, but I came in top in my diploma, so I would regard that also as kind of good grades. So I think at the end of the day, what uh, I'm trying to drive here is that actually it's very possible to have all three present, good grades, uh, enough sleep and social life present, as long as you plan and you have good time management. But I think another thing to look at is also how much you have on your plate. Because if you have so many commitments, you know, it's tough to really juggle between them and to to balance everything in your life. So it goes back to what you really want to achieve um, out of poly and what your goals are. And I think if you know that clearly, then go for it. You know, even if grades isn't your top priority, then go and work for something that is. Um, but for those of us who maybe we're still not so sure, you know, what we want in life, we're still kind of like, okay, going along with the flow, then I think I would recommend that, yes, doing well is important. So, Jiala, let me ask you this question. You know, every time you see, you receive your results and then you see that good grade, be it a 4.0 or some really high scores, what's going through in your mind at that time and how do you feel about it? Yeah, I was very happy. At the end of the day, like I felt that, uh, when I do get, I I feel like I read what I, I what I saw uh, and and at the same time also because of the monetary award you will see your bank account like oop go up a bit. Chiching chiching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I I in that sense I'm I'm motivated to get the same or better grades for the next semester. Yeah, I relate to that. But I think this motivation can also be a stress factor, right? If yeah, not managed yeah, carefully. In a sense, it's like a double-edged sword. Uh, on one hand, you are motivated to do well, but there is a point where it might become unhealthy, where you are too stressed that, oh, I must get the same grade. So uh, it's, it's quite tough to manage, but uh, just see it as a motivation factor and keep on working hard, yeah. Then was there any point in poly where you were like super stressed over your results? Mm, I think not so, not so. But I think it was. Uh, I think in year two, I felt the, the the most stressed because I was in committee for LCT society, and then uh yeah, and then also other commitments from the uh, Christian youth organization that I was in, and from church as well. Yeah, so it was it was tough to to manage, but I think what really helped me through was, uh, 
because uh like Odilia, I myself also go to church on Sundays, I felt that it was a time that I could uh take a breather from studying and from other commitments and also at the same time uh be encouraged to be uh with my friends and uh other like minded people. Yeah. yeah, I agree that support system is very important and support system outside of school is also very healthy because you wouldn't want your whole life to be surrounding around school and your classmates and your CCA mates, right? So to wrap up what we have been talking about today, truly, GPA doesn't define you. I know this sounds so cliche, but Jiala, you would agree right now yeah, that you're in uni, that GPA doesn't define you. I think now that I look back during my poly days, as much as, yes, I was very concerned about my GPA, not going to lie, not going to deny that, but now I realise that actually a lot of the soft skills, communication skills, how to work with others, um, thinking skills, all these are built up in poly, and these are things that I cannot learn in a classroom. They are experiences that I've gained uh, through projects, through internships, uh, and through the other opportunities that poly offers. Poly was also a place where I got to build up my connections and my networks with other people, people from different walks of life. And I think this is also very important because these are not things that you are able to get from studying or getting a 4.0 GPA. And as much as, yes, a, a good GPA is important to get you into the uni that you want, to get you a scholarship, or even to get you the dream job that you have always been working towards. But we also ought to remember that Aside from marks, there are other things that matters as well. Your portfolio is very important, your connections, uh, your soft skills, your EQ even, you know, all these things are things that will be able to help you in the future. One thing I'd like to add is uh, having a good relation with your, your lecturer is very important, especially when you come to your third year where you have to do your final year projects. Mm. Also, um, because of my very uh, good lecturers that I had, um, they they did help me with my portfolio. They um, like I had a few lecturers that were that actually gave me some like extra projects, so that I could add it into my portfolio. And this uh all helped me a lot when I was applying for a scholarship for my university. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so I think it all starts with like this good relationship you have with your lecturers because they know the industry, and they also have connections themselves. So through that, then uh, you'll be able to do well beyond your poly. Yeah, totally agreed with what Jiala has just mentioned. And I think with that, this also brings us to the end of our first episode. Thank you Jiala once again for being our first guest on our podcast. Welcome, welcome. This brings us to the end of our first episode of our Poly Unwrapped podcast series. Thank you so much for staying to the end and for tuning in to our first episode. Once again, if you have any questions for us seniors and alumni or story submissions of your own poly life, feel free to write in to us at bit.ly slash polyunwrapped, bit.ly slash polyunwrapped. The next podcast episode will be the first episode of 2021 and we have something super special in stock for all of you we will be looking more at what a polytechnic life entails and we will also be adding in sharings from a JC and an ITE perspective. If you are still considering about which education track to take or you know of some friends or loved ones who are still considering between the three tracks, remember to share this podcast with them and get them to stay tuned to the next episode. In the meantime, do remember to follow us on Instagram at polyparcelsg to keep up with our latest happenings. Do also check out our website to read articles as well as find out more about events so that you can navigate your poly life with us. 
The link to the website will be in the description box in our Instagram page. In the meantime, here's wishing you and your loved ones a blessed Christmas in advance. Stay tuned to the next episode and goodbye.